0: How is everyone? I am not going to lie. It's very cold in Austin, Texas. And perhaps all of my winter episodes are me just talking about how cold it is. But it's 33 is our high today. And I understand that there are other parts of this country and this world that it is much colder. But 33 is a high. My weather app tells me it feels like 24. So I want you to (laughs) know. (laughs) That I am sitting in my podcast chair wearing multiple layers, wool socks, and also sitting on a heating pad like I'm a lizard, like I'm a lizard on one of those hot rocks you get at the pet store because I'm just looking out the window and it just looks brisk And I'll tell you honestly, because I feel like you guys will dig this. I'm also looking at my boo, who is outside in this weather right now, putting up chicken wire. Yes, I have decided to get chickens. And I know there's all these things going around about um, the price of eggs and uh, there's all this stuff about eggs. And I just feel the need to say that I had decided to get chickens before the trend because our family eats more eggs than, I mean, it's a thing. And I figured, well, we could have these pets that we love and give cute names to slash every once in a while they lay us an egg. And I'm not gonna put too much pressure on these girls to supply us with our full bastion of eggs that we go through in a week, because that just feels like a lot. But as soon as this cold weather calms down, I'm getting some chicks, I'm getting some some chickens. And we got the cutest freaking chicken coop you've ever seen in your life. And this man loves a project. So he did the chicken coop, and now he's on the chicken wire. And it's 24. It feels like 24. And this is what happens when you date a European. They're like, this weather is nothing to him. He doesn't care. And also just loves a project. So I'm I'm recording this while watching a gorgeous man put up chicken wire in the cold. This is what's living. This is living, guys. This is, as I sit (laughs) on... is sit on a heating pad. That's what's happening over here in Austin, Texas today as we embark on another episode of Ask Rach Anything. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Ask me anything. This is where callers call into our hotline, which you could totally do. Anyone can do this. And this is like my third year of saying that someday we're going to have a dude call in. Thousands of women calling in over the years, never one time a guy. And I know you're listening because you stopped me You stop me at the store, you stop me at the airport, and you're like at the gym, and you're like embarrassed. Hey, my wife got me, you know, I'm listening, whatever. I I know you're there. Chad, Brad, Caleb, Kyle, I know you're listening. Don't be afraid. Call in. But also anyone can call in. And you can ask anything. That's the name of the episode. And the number let's see if she can remember it off the top of her head, is 737-400-4626. You call, you leave me a voicemail like it's 1997. And then I go through the voicemails, the team pulls them together, and then I answer. And I try and theme them. So today we're talking about goals. We're talking specifically two really good questions from two women at totally different stages of life, early 20s, trying to figure out who you are, what comes next, how do you stay focused when you've got so many people sort of speaking into what you should be doing. And then we've got Serena calling in from Las Vegas in her 30s, married, has a kid, career's going great, and trying to figure out what comes next. So we are going to listen to both of those together, and then I'm going to answer questions. And hopefully, there's something in... These conversations that are helpful to you. Here we go. Let's start with Jordan.
1: Hi, Rachel. My name is Jordan and I'm 25 years old. Um, As a young adult, I've really struggled to stay focused on my goals just because everything in my life feels like a moving target from my physical health to my career, my mental health, my social life, even my general interests. I just feel like short term, my desires are always changing. There's just so much content and different perspective on what's right and what's the best in all of those areas that I feel myself flip-flopping all over and just changing my mind on what I want. I feel like I'm just so easily influenced by outside factors that when other people tell me how great their opinion is, I believe them and just completely change my goals and habits to align with their perspective so I can become as happy and, and confident as I perceive them to be. Um, But my faith, in their opinion, is fleeting until I find someone else to fixate on. Um, Because of this, I just feel super unfulfilled and like I've been standing still for seven years. So my question is, how do you find out what is true to you and how do you actually make traction on goals when there's so many shiny alternatives and different routes to take everywhere that you look? Uh, Looking forward to your answer. Thank you.
0: Freaking fantastic self-awareness, Jordan. I just want to start there. Because at 25, I did not have the self awareness that you have to even understand that I could potentially be flip flopping or changing who I am or who I believe I'm supposed to be or what I believe I'm supposed to be aiming at based on what I'm seeing. And the really hard part for people in their 20s, people in their teens, frankly, if you're 40, 50, 60, The hard part for all of us right now, if you're a seeker, if you are someone who is trying to figure out how to be a better version of you, however that manifests in your life, and you're doing that right now in this time period in 2023, you are inundated by so much freaking content. There's so much content out there. There are so many things that are trying to steal your attention, that are trying to fire you up, that are trying to take you down a rabbit hole. They have opinions, they have perspective. This is amazing when you're trying to find out specific guidance. I would like to train to run a triathlon when you're looking for something very specific. How do I go from couch to 5K? How do I? write my first book. Like when you're looking for specific information, amazing. Because you can follow other people's roadmaps and other people's recipes for how to pull off the thing you're trying to create. But when it's not specific, when you're open, when you're like 25, what do I want to be? Where do I want to go? What matters most? Why am I here? All of those big questions. The dangerous. Beautiful thing about that is that the answers are literally endless and they can lead you in a thousand directions that sort of take you nowhere. So, what I actually think you should focus on, I think the goal for you, Jordan, slash anybody else listening to this who hasn't figured this out yet, your only goal should be getting to know yourself. Who are you? Who is Jordan? What is she into? What do they love? What do they hate? What is their greatest dream? Like, oh, if I could just do this thing or if I could meet this person or if I could be in the room when this happens. What are those things at a moment's notice that you would rattle off on a list if a genie popped out of a lamp and was like, Jordan, Sister, you can have whatever you want. Like, you need to know what those answers are. Because if you know what those answers are, then you know who you are. Last night at dinner, one of my kids was like, What's one thing that you want to accomplish by the time you're 50? Because I just turned 40. So they're like, What's one thing you want to accomplish by the time you're 50? And I was like, one? Bro, I can't even answer that question. I can tell you a thousand things I want to accomplish by the time I'm 50 because I know myself really well. And also, by the way, I didn't know myself well at 25, but I know myself well at 40. And I could tell you all these things that would be so exciting for me to experience because I've spent the time getting to know me. In a perfect world, every single being would know themselves that well. But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world we live in a world that is trying to offer you solutions that can never be external. Who you are, Jordan, is something that you can only discover by going inside. But here's the thing. As humans, I think Every time that these kinds of questions start to stir in our being, every time something in us is like exactly where you are right now, where you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want, and you're looking at a bunch of different options, every time that happens, we get scared because those answers are found in like an uncomfortable place. Those answers are found by breaking things down to the studs and rebuilding the foundation from the ground up. If you want to get to those answers, you have to go through. You have to go through unpacking some stuff. You have to go through the parts of yourself that you don't really love. You have to go through the mistakes you've made, the, the truth that you need to face. All of these things are inside of us. And our evolution is on the other side of all of that stuff that we don't really want to deal with. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So what 99% of people will do, including me, back in the day when I was younger, is when these kinds of things, when these kinds of questions would bubble to the surface, I would do a little searching. I would be uncomfortable in that searching, and I would decide that the answer was a relationship I needed to have. Or the answer was, oh, I need to find my partner. Okay, well, I found my partner. And then a couple years go by, and then these things start to bubble up again, and I'm like feeling uncomfortable. Oh, I know. We need to save and buy our first townhouse that's what we need to do. And then a couple years would go by and the, you know, joy of all of that would sort of wear off. The law of familiarity pops in. You get used to these things that you once were chasing. And, you know, that still small voice is inside of me raising her hand and being like, hey, you don't know yourself. You don't know who you are. You're following all of these other people. You're trying this stuff. You're reading a magazine. You're looking, we didn't have social media at the time, but you're looking at other people for the answers for how you should talk, dress, eat, be, all of that stuff. That starts to bubble up again. And I'm like, um, uh, I think it's time for me to have a baby. Real talk, real like true talk. I think if women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, older women were allowed to be honest without being judged, I think we would be very shocked at how many of them – and maybe this is true for men as well – made huge decisions like getting married or having children simply because they weren't sure what else to do. They were in this place of, who am I? And so they looked to an external solution to give them the answers. I don't know who I am. I'll do what society says. I'll become a mom. Then, no matter what, for the rest of my life, I have an identity that I have received based on my relationship to another person. Because nobody teaches us that we're supposed to have an identity based on the relationship we have with ourselves. And straight up, you can take my word for it now, or you can remember this 20 years from now and go, oh, yep, mm -hmm, I get it. When I was your age, Jordan, I had a one-year-old. In fact, that baby that I had at 24 years old, which just – I can't even fathom that. At 24 years old, I had my first baby. And today, literally today when I'm recording this, he turned 16 years old. And all the things they say are real. I wouldn't trade him for anything in this universe. I would – take a bullet for him. I for any of my kids. Like you guys know this stuff. We you don't need me to add the asterisk like, "Oh yeah, and it's great and all of those things." But I know looking back now, I understand that I made the decision to get married so young, that I made the decision to have children then Well, the second one was an accident. And I, that, that one I didn't make a decision on. But to eventually find myself with four children, I did those things because I wasn't sure who I was. I had no idea how to figure out who I was. And so I did what society told me a good girl should do. And I hope that by me saying this, someone out there will be like, Ooh, dang, that's what I'm doing right now. Or maybe it's not even someone who's 25. Maybe I'm recording this episode because someone listening to this needs to hear me say the solution to what you're feeling is not you adding another baby to your family. I actually get a lot of questions from mamas saying, "Should I have another kid?" And I feel like if you have to ask that question, The answer is no. I feel like the only people that should be having babies, and frankly, this is true for marriage, those huge life changing things, you should only consciously make those decisions if, like, you can't even imagine another alternative. This is the best thing that you could ever imagine, then yes, do that. But both a committed relationship at that level and being a parent, those two things require so much of our being, they are not easy. They can give you a lot in return, but they are not easy. They're really freaking hard. And yes, the rewards can be amazing, but hear me, they are so hard and they come at the expense of you getting more time with self. And that's okay but you got to know what you're signing up for and most people don't. Most people are like, "Oh, this is the next square on the game of life." You know, I graduated high school, I went to secondary school, I got a job, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to find my partner, or or whatever the order is for you, whatever your family of origin thinks you're supposed to be doing. And you're like, "Well, I'm not sure." It's like people who are like, I'm not sure what I want to do with my career, so I'm going to go back to college and get an MBA. What? Bro. Sister. You don't know what you want to do with your career, but you do want to add how many extra dollars in student loan debt so that you can add another degree that you don't know what to do with it. It doesn't make sense. But we all do these things thinking that an external answer is going to tell us who we are. So Jordan, if you want to know what I think you should do, I think you should commit the next three years. Three years. I was going to say five, but I feel like that'll freak you out. So the next three years to figuring out who you are. Have you ever seen that movie, Runaway Bride? I don't know if you've seen it because you're 25, so it's a little later than your time, but it is Julia Roberts, so perhaps you watched it because you love a rom-com. But in this movie, she's been engaged like three or four times, and every time she goes to marry the guy, she runs away at the altar. It's a whole thing. Richard Gere, he writes about it, blah, blah, blah. At the end of that movie, Julia Roberts realizes that she doesn't actually know who she is. She's only become a version of whatever her partner wants her to be. So whatever man she was with, she sort of became that guy. The rock star, she was a rocker. The sports guy, she was into sports. Like whatever they were into, she became. And most humans are easily swayed into this line of being. Because we're like, well, I'm not really sure, so I'll just sort of go along for the ride. So at the end of that movie, Julia Roberts sits down with like 20 plates of eggs, scrambled, fried, over easy, poached, every way you can make an egg. And she tries them all because she doesn't actually even know how she likes her eggs. She only has ever liked the style of eggs that her partner has. So, Jordan, for three years, your only goal is figuring out who you are. How do you like your eggs? What are you into? Where is your favorite place to vacation on planet Earth? Who is the best band to see perform live? What are the top five books that you believe every human being needs to read before they die? What is the most beautiful piece of art? That exists in the world today? What is something that every single time you hear it will make you laugh until you pee your pants a little bit? What's the best meal of your lifetime? Who is the smartest person you've ever heard speak live? I mean, I'm just making up a list of stuff I like your list might be totally different. If you're really into music, then you could come up with 20 different things in the music category that you're going to explore to have a deeper conversation with yourself. If you're really into food, let's so say you're foodie. Fantastic. Then here's 30 ideas over here that you can take a class on how to make bread, learn how to sharpen your knives, get your own chickens, go to France and become a chef. I don't know. Whatever you're into, literally anything can be an indication of a direction to head. And maybe you're like, well, I'm really into K-pop. Fantastic. Do a little exploring. Maybe you move to Korea for a year. I'm not even kidding. Maybe you go down that rabbit hole. You see like, BTS live in concert 22 times, and then you're like, honestly, this is not not who Jordan is. Great, but you just tried something, and you tried something that you made up. You didn't let anybody else give you direction on how you were supposed to figure out who you are. I know that you don't want to hear this, because when I was 25, I would have rolled my eyes if someone told me, but it's real. You have so much life ahead of you. Jordan, I turned 40 two weeks ago. I literally feel like I am just getting started. I I feel like I barely have scratched the surface on the stuff I want to do, the goals I want to achieve, the person I want to be. I am barely getting started. I say that to you because there is this epidemic in the 20-something community of feeling like they're running behind. They feel like they should have this figured out. They should have that figured out. They should know the answers to these things. And it's just BS. At, oh my Lord, me at 25, I can't, I don't even recognize that person. I'm trying to think of what part of me at 25 is still a part of me today. I mean, I was trying to think of body parts, but then like your body regenerates. So that's not even me. Uh, at 25, is there anything I even loved it? to I guess my child. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a short list. If you get to be 40 and you still like all the same stuff, do all the same stuff, eat at the same places, read the same books, watch the same shows, something's wrong. There's no way that you as a seeker at your age trying to figure out yourself are even closely going to resemble the woman that you're going to become. And if that's true, then you can be very forgiving with yourself about the amount of time this is going to take. So I say three years. Three years, just try some stuff. Experiment. And if you're not sure what to experiment with, I challenge you to put one activity on your calendar month, just one, that you haven't ever done before. Go to a place in your town you've never gone, or go to a place in someone else's town you've never gone. Change things up. Try new stuff. Whatever you're into, there are classes on YouTube. You can watch videos for free. My 10-year-old son has decided he wants to be a fashion designer. And so for Christmas, I got him a sewing machine. He's learning to sew by watching YouTube videos. And like, don't tell him I said this, but he's terrible at sewing. His fashion design, beautiful. I've taken pictures like of him working on his creations just in case he becomes a super successful because I want like the picture of like the first time. But he's teaching himself. If my 10-year-old can learn to sew. Using YouTube, Jordan, at 25, you can freaking do anything. The key is that you have got to stop paying attention to what other people around you are trying. That's their journey. That's their path. I just did an episode, if you want to scroll back, I just did an episode on comparison and how to stop comparing. And if you feel like you keep looking up and looking at how someone else is running the race and it throws you off your own course, go listen to that episode. It's got all kinds of ideas for you. But what I want you to hear me say, what I want everyone listening to hear me say, is that the answer to who you are will never be external. It will never be outside yourself because inside of you is the essence of who you really are. And inside of you is a piece of your creator. And both of those are constantly whispering and guiding and giving you intuition. And if you really want to figure it out, if you want to get a jump on this, Jordan, I did not learn this until I was 35 37. You can get a 20-year head start. Start doing this work now. Have the courage to go internal, not external. And if you're listening to this and you're 55 or 72, it is never too late to become who you actually are. But the only way that y'all are going to do that is if you stop looking at other people for the answer to that question. Look at other people for directions. Look at other people for a recipe. Look to other people for specifics, if you want to specifically know how to get from here to here. But if you're in an exploratory stage, if it's sort of nebulous and open and you're not really sure where you're going, that... That's internal work all day.
1: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.
0: All right. Now we have a question from Serena.
2: My name is Serena. Uh, I'm 30 years old, and I am in the event industry in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with where I'm at career-wise. Um, my marriage is super intact right now, and I have a six-year-old. My question is, how did you find your what's next? Since I was in high school, I always had set goals at least three to five years out, and I, I've achieved most of them that I've been setting myself when I was in my late teens and early 20s and mid-20s, and now I'm 30 and I was able to achieve all of these things that I had set for myself, but I I feel like I don't know what's next. I'm not necessarily striving to be a director in this industry by any means, or, but I, I feel like I've always set these goals for myself and now I'm not running running out but I, I don't I don't know what's next and I, I don't know if that maybe it's time for change or or what what have you but um, I I don't feel stuck I, I still feel very accomplished for what I've been able to do I just I don't know what's next for you know in the next where I see myself when I'm 35 or when I'm 40 and I I just feel a little, like, at the uh, loss, I guess
0: you could say. All right, Serena, I love these two questions paired together because I'm going to give sort of similar answers. Now, in Jordan's case, I recommend going inside, right? I recommend getting to know herself. It's not even about... A goal or a certain level of attainment. It's about who the hell am I? And what I would say for anybody at any age is that that is an incredible goal to have. But for Serena, what I think I'm hearing is that you have experienced a lot of goal achievement and a lot of success in your career, in your relationships what it makes me wonder is if the next goal for you should be something utterly personal, something that isn't going to help you at work, that isn't going to be a box that you check off that you know the world can look at and think, yeah, that Serena is really killing it over there, but something that you have always wanted to do. Now, While you marinate in that, Serena, let's just like put a pin in it for one second. And I want to speak to the importance of goals. Now, I know that there is every kind of perspective that exists out there, but y'all are hanging out with me. If you're hanging out with me, I have to assume that you either are a goal-oriented person or you want to figure out how to be a goal-oriented person. I tend to attract people into my community who are working on becoming a better version of themselves. I literally wrote a whole book about this, but I just vehemently believe that every human being should have a goal that they are working on. The beauty of being human is that it doesn't matter what the goal is. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If your goal is to be the best baker in your town, if your goal is to run a mile without puking, if your goal is to become the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or an actress who wins an Academy Award, I don't care what the goal is, but I do believe you should have one, not because of the goal, but because having a goal and working towards something, it gives us passion. It gives us a sense of purpose. It gives us a direction to head when we feel unsure. In fact, even with Jordan, the goal I gave her was still a goal. The goal is get to know yourself. It wasn't something for the outside world, but it was a project that she could work against. I believe if we don't have goals. That we run the risk of a year goes by, five years goes by, 10 years goes by, and we have nothing to show for it. We weren't even really present in it. Have you ever had those times where like a month went by and you're like, what? Literally, what happened in January? Or like six months and you're like, what did we do? Like what did our family do? I don't remember anything. It's because you are not present in your life. You're not present in those moments. You have no sort of markers or stakes in the ground that say, this is what I did, and this is who I am, and this is how I showed up in these very specific ways. I really believe a goal is essential, especially if you are someone who already is an achiever. I tried to just not have a goal for a while. I was like, well, maybe coming out of COVID and like all of these things and I felt like life was so hard and I was trying to figure out maybe I've been doing it wrong the whole time. And I was like, well, I'm just like not going to have a goal and just like be. Y'all, that is for a level of ascendant. I am not there yet. I mean, maybe I will be someday. It's just not my personality. I am deeply in love with a man who is, I think I've told you guys before, like Yoda. And he just is so good at being present. He's so freaking present. He's just zen. He's just chill. And like life unfolds before him beautifully. It all just works out. I mean, he's like... the great. I love that for him. I love that for you, boo. And he looks at me like over here like, and then I'm going... And he just sort of smiles and like loves me for who I am. And he helps me to be more present. And I help him to be a little bit more like, okay, but what are you going to do with the thing? What are you going to do with all this opportunity that you have? But what I've learned about myself over the last several years is that I personally... I need something to work toward. I need a a mission. I need an intention. And the beauty today is that, you know, five years ago or something, for instance, with this podcast, my goal would be I want 100 million people listening, like something crazy, right? I'd have these lofty, ambitious, I got to do this thing And I realize now, totally ego-driven, because if I could do that thing, then maybe other people would like me and I would feel a sense of achievement for being the right kind of person or whatever BS I had to work through. Now, I still have a goal. My goal is to – one of – I have so many goals. But one of my goals is to produce the best – possible podcast, I can for you guys to do my very best, to put my whole heart and intention. And we made this intention as a team, our little small but mighty team. We made this intention, gosh, last year for sure. And it was clunky at first and we were trying to figure it out. And it was a little hard to wrap our minds around because we used to have numerical goals. Like we'd say, we want this many listeners we want. And now we're just saying, we just wanna do really good. We wanna know that we're giving our all, that we're giving our best. And ironically, just that intention, not having a crazy lofty goal, but just having the intention of doing better work has made the show explode. It's bigger than it has ever been, New listeners are coming in all the time. You guys are being so incredible and in sharing the content and putting it out in the world. But I really don't have a numerical. I'm not saying, oh, I want this many listeners. I'm like, I just want to do a really good job. So the way I set goals is very different, but the goal is still there. I have to have something I'm working on, sort of like an extra special thing. And right now, this extra special thing for me is work related. But Serena, for you, I think my instinct is that this needs to be the time that you really just do something for you. So what's something you love? Like maybe you love so much and like you're a little embarrassed about it. Like you have always wanted to roller skate. You want to be one of those cute girls down at Venice Beach doing, I don't know, Maybe you're really into ballet and you loved it when you were a little girl, but you don't do it anymore because once we're grown up, we stop having any value with anything if we can't make money off of it. So people will judge us if we take a ballet class in our 30s. Like what's something you love? You always want to ride a horse? Maybe you want to get into rock climbing. Nevada has beautiful places for you to climb. Maybe you're going to start hiking. Maybe you're going to sign up for that marathon finally that you've been promising yourself for years. But my challenge to you is to find something that is only for you. This is for everybody. If you need a goal to work on and you feel like you've crushed it in the career success world, great. Let's look internal. It's the same as Jordan, but a little bit different is what is a project you can work on for yourself? And what I wrote down when I heard your question was the importance of passion. Being passionate about something is not talked about enough. And I don't mean very unhelpful, like find your passion. There's a lot of marketing around this idea that we as human beings are supposed to know our passion and the thing that we are passionate as if one thing is going to take care of all your passion needs for the rest of your existence. I just don't believe that. I have been passionate about different things at different times in my life, and I think it's okay to change it up and have it be different, but I think it's important for every single human being to have something that they're excited about. We hear all of these stories about burnout, or feeling bitter or being exhausted or feeling stuck. And as counterintuitive as it might seem, the answer to a lot of those things is feeling passionate about something. I think too often we try and make ourselves feel passionate about someone else's passion. You know, like your your husband's really into CrossFit. So you start doing CrossFit because you want to like hang out with him. And also you're not really sure what your passion is. So you're like, I'll try this. And you freaking hate it. Or you like have to hype yourself up into going when there are so many amazing ways that you could use your body to move around and do things that you love. Why not experiment and figure out what your passion in movement is? What's your passion with food? What's your passion with music? I got into the most intense conversation yesterday with a teenage girl at my local Summer Moon, which is a coffee shop, because I walked in and she was listening to Florence and the Machine. And I love Florence and the Machine. And she was singing a sort of obscure Florence Welsh song. And I was like, Singing too, as I was like waiting in line, and we sort of locked eyes. And we both had the like, Oh, you also love, we are kindred, we are now besties, even though you are 17 and I am 40. And she was like, Oh, I love her. And I said, Me too. Have you ever seen her in concert? And she was like, No, it's on my bucket list. And I mean, we're like magpies, like I was like, oh, my gosh, I went and nobody would go with me. I literally could not find a single friend who wanted to see Florence and the Machine. So I took myself to the Hollywood Bowl. Like I flew to L.A. I went to the Hollywood Bowl by myself to see the most amazing concert. I had the best time. I was like, Florence Walsh is like if a vampire and a fairy had a baby and then that baby performed like haunting yet romantic songs for you all night and like made you feel ethereal and also somehow like dark and emo. Oh my, it was, and we just were going off because we're both passionate about that artist, about music, about live shows. I am the same way about books. I am the same way about documentaries I have seen. I'm passionate about a lot of stuff. And In those moments where maybe I feel like, oh my gosh, I've just made a thousand lunches this week and dinners and put the kids to bed and did bath time and whatever, it can be monotonous. Life can get monotonous. If your life never gets monotonous, congratulations. Mine gets monotonous. But what relieves the monotony, what reconnects me to myself is passion. And if you're not sure what you're passionate about, Serena, then go back and listen to the answer I gave to Jordan. But essentially for both of you, my direction is the same. Get to know yourself and do it on purpose, right? Dedicate some time, Serena, to a personal goal that you can set for yourself by yourself. That's what I would do. Having something that's just for you especially if nobody else gets it, that's the most fun. We need to normalize having goals that nobody else gets. I hope that five years from now, I don't have to answer the question I've answered a billion times, which is what if I am into something or what if I have a goal and my husband doesn't understand it or my mother-in-law doesn't understand it or my sister doesn't understand it I hope that 5 years from now I don't I don't even get that question anymore. Because we've just normalized that you have a right to the things that you're interested in even if nobody else gets them. Like this thing that we've all bought into that we have to do what everybody else does and be like everybody else and be into what everyone else is like no In fact, guys, I feel like sometimes trends that we see out in the world are awesome, right? Like I've learned so many trends on like how to properly peel an egg or make a pasta dish that's delicious or maybe it was like a hair trend or a makeup trend or something that made my life better. But there's also trends like that are just making our society worse. I keep getting served on Instagram. I keep getting served these reels of women who are like my age or in their forties that are taking videos of like teenage girls. You know, there's, it's really popular. There's one right now where it's like a beautiful teenage girl who's using, I don't know what they're called, but you know, those um, headbands where they look like, triangles. They were like plastic. You wrap it around your neck, and then you put it, it, it. It's like these like almost like shark teeth that hold your hair back. If you, if you know, then you know. We had them when we were teenagers and there's this beautiful teenage girl who's trying one out. The amount of videos, I mean, I have been served at least 20 videos of women in their 40s talking shit on this teenage girl for trying out this hairband. And all of the commentary is the same. I'm like saying this. I'm like, I'm getting pissed. I'm going to like calm down. But like all the commentary is the same. It's like, we already did this. We already had this. Blah, blah, blah. Who do you think? you, You know what? Get a freaking life. If you are in your 40s, if you are a grown ass woman and you are spending your time making a video. Tearing down any woman, but tearing down a teenage girl—shut up! It is so like. What are you do? I get it. I get that Instagram's gonna find that reel and it's gonna do whatever and it's gonna show it to a bunch of people and then you're gonna get accolades because other women in their forties are like, "Yeah, these teenagers." Like, I get it a lot of stuff is coming back. I get it. I see the thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, we, yeah. We were the ones with the scrunchie. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We got that. Like, I get it. And it's funny to talk about how we had those trends long time ago. And I bet if social media existed when I was in middle school, our moms or our generation would be like, this girl trying to dress like she's wearing bell bottoms. Like it's a set. Yeah. We invented those bell bottoms. Like History is just repeating. Why do you think you're unique? The fact that this many, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but the fact that this many grown ups are, you could take my skinny jeans out of my cold, dead hands. Like it's so intense and so crazy. And I don't know why Instagram <laughs> thinks I want to see it because it just makes me angry. This is not a trend worth being part of but I'm exposed to it on social media, whether I want it or not. And for each and every one of us, there are trends that the public is doing that it becomes normal. Like it's normal for a woman in her forties to be making fun of or bullying a teenage girl on social media. And it's getting hundreds of thousands of views. And we think that's normal. That shit is not normal it's embarrassing, it's ego-driven, it's unhealthy, we should know better, it's gross. And this is just one example of so many things that are normal, that we accept, but you wanting to start a YouTube channel about doing your contouring, That's what you're afraid of? You want to learn to tap dance, but you think people are going to judge you because someone your age, someone your size, someone from your background shouldn't be doing tap dance lessons? Our society thinks it's normal to do the craziest shit, but you're embarrassed because the desire of your heart, this thing you're passionate about, isn't normalized? Let's normalize it. Just scroll through Instagram, scroll through TikTok for 20 minutes and just know all of the things that are now normal and accepted. Y'all, if that shit can be normalized, then we can normalize women, girls, teenagers, grandmothers, anybody. Pursuing something that makes them happy, even if no one else gets it. I know I got on a soapbox. I know I went on some tangents. But that is what happens when you ask me anything. If you listen to this and you're like, okay, dang, I want to ask Rach about, I mean, literally anything. The hotline is 737-400-4626. I'll be back soon with more information. Until then, guys, never forget, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.
1: Look around.